0: Oh, this is funny. <laughs> Tested one, two. Is this thing on? Hello out there. If you're hearing my voice, this is not a drill. This is a podcast. That's right.
1: We finally it, did it, y'all. We
0: finally did it. This has been. We've been talking about this for how long, Veronica?
1: A years now, a couple of years at least. We've
0: been talking about this for a couple of years, and we've been. Doing nothing but talking. So we decided to open up our MacBook and talk to y'all. and
1: Or he- let y'all hear how we talk to each other.
0: Exactly.
1: That's why the name of this podcast is
0: Eavesdrop. That's right. This is the Eavesdrop with the Perries. And who are the Perries, you might ask? That's right. It's Gregory Perry, yours truly. But you know what? I'm not gonna put me first because I do that a lot so I'm gonna put somebody else first what? today because they deserve what? the credit and the praise first of all we gotta give praise to God because he amen he's amen. number one you know so he's the really the cause of all of this but after him all right after him you hear me it ain't me it's Veronica
1: you me
0: Kelly that. Perry that's right my wife uh a decade now,
1: a decade,
0: a decade, you know. Going in, on. in
1: September, we would have been a couple for 17 years,
0: y'all. Listen,
1: 17 whole years.
0: I've been with this girl so long that I wake up sometimes and I really feel like an old man. I'm only 35,
1: but you've been with
0: me since you were 19, 19, 19. 19 years teenager. old, teenager, 19 years old. I met this woman. And I'm telling y'all, I was just getting into my bag, and here she come along. God sent her to me, and I was just about to take off. You hear me? I was about to, I thought I was taking off, but I really was uh, going down. But Veronica brought me up. You hear me? You Tell it. <laughs> but yeah, y'all, listen. This is the Eavesdrop Podcast. That's right, me and Veronica. Tell me,
1: y'all like the name Eavesdropping, Eavesdropping? Because I like the name Eavesdropping.
0: You really don't want me to get into this fly that you created. Eavesdrop is okay. (laughs) And, uh, yeah. We just want to let y'all in on the conversation. On the conversations that me and Veronica have been having. So, we will be coming to y'all periodically, weekly. We haven't really decided yet. But we're going to try to aim weekly.
1: We're going to see how this works, y'all.
0: Yeah, we're going to see how it works.
1: So, let me tell y'all how we came to be really and truly. So, for... I don't know, about 11, 12 years? No, mm-hmm. Well, maybe not that long. Maybe about 11 years. Um, Greg used to record this segment in our church called Listen Up.
0: Yeah, Listen Up.
1: And so it was a segment for um, where he talked about really anything he wanted Right. Uh, for about two to five minutes, right. generally. I and mean, it came on at the end of our announcements And people look forward to it. You know, it was comical. Sometimes it was... uh,
0: Serious. uh,
1: Serious. It was biblically based most of the time. Sometimes it wasn't. It was just ordinary things. Um, But people loved it. But whenever we were preparing for that show, um, that segment, like I said, it was usually average around five minutes, the conversations we had leading up to us recording were always so good.
0: And we never got them on video. We will be talking about the subject, and we will have, like, literally hour-long conversations about topics, and we will hit the record button, and I wouldn't say any of it. And I was like, man, I wish we were recorded our conversation. So here we are, y'all.
1: So what we're going to do is we bring into y'all just random conversations, but also... Maybe some things that were aired on Listen Up, but kind of just talk about them a little bit more in in detail and fullness um, where that five-minute wouldn't allow it before. And these are going to range from everything, from relationships to uh, hot topics in the Bible, hot topics in um, our country, um, just you name it, relationship stuff.
0: Parenting.
1: Parenting.
0: Uh, education, jobs, church, family,
1: come on now, whatever
0: whatever it is, come across your mind right now, I wonder if they're going to talk about, yes, we're going to talk about that.
1: Yeah, eventually we will. More
0: than likely, we're talking about it.
1: And so, uh, our first conversation today,
0: that's right, the first one,
1: and it's based on, really, where we are in our life. Mm -hmm. Um, talking about boundaries
0: don't don't you hear me
1: and when we hear that word boundary um, I think it can mean a, a lot of different things for a lot of different people um, but for us it, it, it for me in general it just really meant that I didn't have any
0: <laughs> absolutely
1: um, when you allow uh, yourself, or so many people to have so much access to you, um, that's really living a life with no boundaries. And you don't have to be a big star. You don't have to be famous, be an entertainer, to be talking about people shouldn't have access to you. Everybody need to establish boundaries in their life to know to let other people know how far to go with you and really for yourself to know how far you should be going.
0: Absolutely. And so, with that being said, before we move into the conversation, Veronica, okay. we must let's define what boundaries are.
1: Okay, define. Okay.
0: So, personal boundaries are the limits and rules we set for ourselves within relationships. A person with healthy boundaries can say no to others when they want to. But they are also comfortable opening themselves up to intimacy and close relationships so boundaries are just limits and rules that we set for ourselves in relationships whether it would be uh intimate relationships like a husband and wife on the job relationships with co-workers and bosses and other employers and employees church church relationships with your pastor and other church members Family, with your brothers and sisters and and parents and things of that nature. So we want to get into boundaries and why and why not we are not setting them in a healthy manner.
1: Ooh, and with family, y'all, we be crossing all kind of boundaries in the name of family. And, you know, it's one of those things where sometimes you think people should know we assume a lot that people should understand what boundaries just uh, a person has and they should know they should have enough common sense or common decency not to cross certain boundaries with you but that is not true if you do not define what your boundaries are and where they are people gonna cross them and then that gives you no right to be upset when people do Um, I have a problem with that.
0: Absolutely. Um, You said something very important there. Um, This book that I had shared with you called The Four Agreements, Um, the first agreement is not to assume anything, and that's a lot of our problem. We assume that other people just should know that they are crossing a line or that they are not comfortable with it. But the truth is, they won't know that unless you tell them that. They don't know what's crossing the line with you. They, they, they don't know that. So you have to be able to set that boundary in a proper manner.
1: And I know it's kind of hard to do that because some situations may be awkward speaking up for yourself. Some situations may be hard depending on who the persons are that you're having to establish these boundaries with. Um, it's not easy. It's not easy setting boundaries with people who are authority figures in your life, whether that be your parents, whether that be siblings, whether that be um, your boss, whether that be um, your pastor. Some of these things are difficult to establish.
0: And one of the reasons I believe that boundaries are just difficult to establish is because the way we were raised and the traditions we were brought up in. How so? I mean, if you think about it, let's just say me and Veronica, we have a daughter together, six-year-old. We're raising a two-parent home and all that. <laughs> but we're raising she's our seven, daughter. Oh. She is seven. I'm sorry, y'all. Listen, I've been through so much trauma and stuff like that. But listen, uh, <laughs> Grace is seven. But if she's going to second grade, we're so proud of her, you know. yada, yada, yada. But anyway, okay. we're raising her in a home where We want her to do things as we tell her to. Like, Grayson, I need you to pick the toys up. I need you to get ready to take a bath. We're raising her to obey to our commands because we are authority figures in her life, right? Right. And we are raising her to respect not only us, but authority figures, right? Right. So we're giving her this... What would you call that? Order? Yeah, like this order to follow throughout life. Right. So let's just say she gets older and she starts working at a job. She's 16, 15. She's working at a job. And we have taught her to respect authority and respect others. Now, I believe the problem is, is because we are not necessarily teaching our daughter to if something goes against your beliefs or something that you're not comfortable with be able to voice that and i believe a lot of us get caught up in that because we're we're you know you know you be working these jobs you be you have people over you and they maybe ask something of you and because you've been raised in a certain way you just say yes because this person Represents an authority figure in your life.
1: I mean, it's just like growing up. Your mama tell you, you do what an adult tell you to
0: do. Correct.
1: And that's a that's one of those systems that are established, one of those customs and norms that we just generally obey. We do what somebody tell us to do. We're doing what adults tell us to
0: do. Because it's, it's we're looking at it as, this is how I respect right. this person. Right. We're not necessarily teaching each other to say, no, respectfully. Right. I don't want to do this respectfully. I hear you, but I'm not comfortable with that in a respectful manner. Right. So, a lot of times we find ourselves in compromising positions. And, then y'all, I'm not even talking about somebody's asking something that's going against us morally, but they're asking us to do things that maybe we shouldn't be doing. We don't really have time to do. We don't really have the energy. And we can't really focus on that right now because we got all these other things going on. So we say yes because we've been brought up to respect out of tradition.
1: So here's the thing, Mike, for real. You know, we love Pastor Mike Todd, Transformation Church. Right. He has this saying, we got to be hot, humble, open, transparent. So I'm going to give you all a hot moment. Hot so i'm facing this situation right now i'm kind of like in the middle of it where i was very 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 active very involved in my church very involved in my family Um, uh, i am a director or supervisor on my job and i was participating or kind of i guess uh it's kind of like a second job employed with this um bible college kind of through my church a little bit and i had all of these things not to mention my own life and my my family's life i had all of these jobs and all the all of these dynamics going and y'all it was a lot i was saying yes to everything and and some things i wasn't saying yes to it because i wasn't asked Mm
0: mm-hmm
1: you know your mama don't ask you certain stuff like right. she'll say i got a doctor's appointment on on this day i need you to you it ain't know. no i need you you yeah. just you know
0: you she gotta just, do what you she's just telling you what she got you make know. your adjust your schedule right. accordingly. she inferring like listen i need you to get me here to this day
1: right and you like that's my mama yeah, you know of course absolutely. yeah i'm gonna do it uh same thing with with my church you know my pastor's like i need you to make this sign i need you to do this i need you to come over here you and gp to come over here and record this hey i need y'all to uh, teach this class hey uh i want you to put on this program hey you know my boss does it now he he does ask but it's still implied right
0: Um, it's an implied I need this yeah I need you to do this you know how people like they asking but they really that volatile kind of thing they telling you but they doing it in an ask way like a question but they it's it's really like no this really a command
1: so the past literally uh, very nearly almost 12 months I had just been, been been battling with sickness like when I'm telling you sickness I'm like Straight up like dizziness, stomach ache, got a bunch of stomach issues, um, just can't sleep, anxiety, depression, and and all of that because the very base of this, and that's a whole lot of stuff going on, you know, maybe at some point in time we'll do a story time and, and kind of talk through some of this stuff. But at the very base of my issue is there are no boundaries set. I had an, an unhealthy sense of obligation. I gave everybody way too much access to me. Just, you call, I'm doing it. It's on my calendar, it's on my schedule, not saying no. Mm-hmm. And I am a one on the Enneagram, I don't know if any of y'all like follow the Enneagram, but you know that's a problem out of the ones. We don't want to upset people in, in that kind of way. You know, we have this hard time just uh, over committing ourselves to things. Mm-hmm. And at the base of that, to me, is pride because you think you're the only one that can do it. Can't nobody do it better than you. These are not things that you're saying to yourself. But, but
0: these are the things that you believe. Like, these are
1: the things that you honestly believe. If you like, get down to the root, the rooty tootie
0: is the truth. Right. You believe that, hey, there are some people that can do these things, but I'm just going go to do them better.
1: Yeah. Or I'm, you know, I'm not, or in a lot of ways, I'm, I'm thinking to myself, well, I don't want to burden other people. I don't want to ask other people. You know, I'll just do it.
0: And a lot oh. of that, you know, I really believe that you really feel like, Veronica, that you want to be needed. Like, you want to provide. That service in a way like you really want to be helpful and that's a lot of our problem like I have their problem in a way like at the core of me I want to help in every shape form of possible whether they may be hey can you run me over here can you do this for me if I feel like you know I can do it I'm just gonna do it if it's gonna alleviate somebody else's issue I'm all for it because that's how I, I'm built like that.
1: I mean, it really, that's really how I was raised. My brothers and I talk about it all the time, how we would, growing up at, at church, and all the other kids are running around at the church barbecue and picnic. We're the only ones that's in there cleaning the bathrooms on a regular, or on Saturdays coming to clean the church, or, you know, constantly have to work. My mother taught us to work like, all of us, we have a crazy work ethic. We don't mind working hard and doing something right. I mean, we're going to do it right. If we're going to do it, we're going to do it right.
0: Yeah, but, but y'all y'all are a little different. Like, I know some people that work hard, but y'all are, like, next level. Like, you're going to, you know, you you have those kind of people that work hard, but y'all are like, I'm going to outwork you, and it's going to be, perfect when I'm done with it. I'm not going to ever have to come back to it. It's going to be the end.
1: Yeah. Anything worth doing is worth doing right. And we don't give you half of a job.
0: And when people know that about you,
1: they don't mind asking you to do stuff. They <laughs> depend on you to do stuff. And they know. See, people don't like to ask people who going to be wishy-washy. They like to ask people who they know if I ask them, they going to do it. Right. And that's my problem. Right. People like, I'm going to ask you because I know you're going to do it and you're going to do it right. Right. And I'm going to say. And I do like that. I like that compliment you about myself. It? It's absolutely. a beautiful compliment about myself. But it, got, it gets me into a lot of trouble because... There is, um, I remember reading this devotional talking about breathing room once. There is no breathing room. Where's the margin in your life? Mm-hmm. Um, when you're doing all of these things, at what point do you say, this is too much or I need a break after this? Where are the healthy, healthy boundaries that I set for myself to say, I'm only doing this many projects at a time or, or I'm doing this for this many hours a day? And then I'm done. Right. I mean, it used to be. I mean, this was our schedule. No lie. My, Sunday church. Right. You might have another church service after that. Okay. And then while we were at church, we weren't at church just doing nothing, we being a regular parishioner. No we, no, we were working at church. My husband doing security. He might have been picking somebody up. You know, I'm back there in the media room running the broadcast, and not to mention. Uh, just all the things, all the troubleshooting. Anybody that work at the media department, high five. You already know bless what you. that's like.
0: If you work in the church right now and you're listening, bless you. Bless you. Bless you. We, we know. Because I know your life is compromised. Yeah. <laughs> in some shape, form, or fashion. So bless you because I know ministry is work for real.
1: So we would do that on Sunday. You have to get there an hour early, stay an hour or so late. And then have a small window to eat if you had to do that, and then sometimes come back or go somewhere else. Then Monday night you go to work all day. Then you go to
0: prayer on Monday night. Then you get Tuesday, but your kids got activities. Y'all, oh, yeah, they, you know the kids got to do stuff too, man. Yeah. They, they got they got stuff. They they want to dance. They want to do some other things.
1: Yeah. Then you got to do homework. Then Wednesday. Hey, church. Work. Church again. Church. And then again. not you know not just okay now we just sitting down having Bible study. No 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 i am doing the children's bible study at church i'm working in the youth department doing a children's bible study and still working media might i add right i have to go and turn on the screens and and put up the slides and stuff for for um wednesday night the welcome screens and all that and get it set up to record while i go to then go to the other side and teach wednesday night bible study to the youth Mm -hmm. thursday is the repeat of tuesday
0: listen and, and don't be don't don't be trying to get another degree, right? Don't don't uh, be teaching in a secular. Or, oh, I forgot that. Yeah. Cause
1: also, on Monday night, <laughs> especially this past year, my husband and I were teaching a Bible a Bible club, associate's Bible class um, through this Bible college we were talking Listen, about.
0: Listen, y'all, our schedule was so crazy. You would you would not believe this, but the Bible college class started at six o'clock. I was going uh, by Zoom and getting my master's degree at the same time. So I would leave class to to go in another class. And if class ended, I would jump back into the Bible class while my wife was teaching the Bible class. It was nuts. Only God kept us, really.
1: I'm telling you, dude, in the midst of this, you know, and and I just got to talk about our Saturdays. Our Saturdays was always preparing for Sunday.
0: Always.
1: I did the announcements at the church, and our announcements wasn't like, you know.
0: No, no, these were like for real graphics. And yeah. Like all day. This is an all-day process. Veronica at the computer coming up with graphics. um getting the slides together getting the music together getting the voice together and not only that we were doing listen up in that process and listen up always took about an hour or two hours a day so we spent Many many Saturdays. I'm talking about over ten years. Over ten years of Saturdays. We were like doing this faithfully every day. I I could probably count on my hand how many times we missed. Listen up. And then when it necessarily we missed it, it just didn't play
1: for technical reasons. Technical
0: reasons. You know, you you have those computer issues. Uh, and less than like
1: five that. times that it didn't. But we've never missed not having it in those ten years.
0: But y'all, we uh-huh. was really just doing all of that work. Out of, number one, like really feeling like, okay, God gave us this ability. Let's just do it. You know, just do it, trying to be faithful, trying to be committed. Because we really felt like, hey, this is what God called us to do. He just called us our life to be different, so let's just do it, you know. And really, we really just worked ourselves up to a point where it was just impossible to keep. It was impossible to keep that At some
1: point in time. Things were going to break down. It was just set up to break down. Mm-hmm. Because in the midst of that, we had family who's sick, yeah. our mothers, grandmothers that were calling, needing things, taking them to the store in the middle of the week, taking, you know, I had doctor's appointment, taking my mother to doctor's appointment. And not to mention the rando calls, you know, can you send me this? Can you do this? Can you do invitations? Because I create stuff on the side. Can you do some invitations for me? Can you design this? Can you send this? Can, I need a book cover. Can you do this? You know, all of these things, and I'm not saying any of those things that any of the people who asked were wrong for asking.
0: Right. It's it was just, wrong
1: for me to accept.
0: Absolutely. It was wrong for you and me to not have boundaries. So if we go all the way back, we, we probably did all of that because, number one, how we were raised. Yeah. Like our mothers and our fathers really instilling in us hey. If somebody asks of you and it's in your wheelhouse, you should be finding yourself doing it. So, number one, we, we kind of did. We kind of, you know, not had boundaries because of that. But I think number two, which is really important, is we didn't have boundaries because we didn't see them when we came up. Mm-mm. We really didn't see them.
1: I know it was the same way as me.
0: And I, and I talked yeah. to you about this. I, I really believe people of color especially. Now, I know some, you know, white people. Hey, white people, how y'all doing? <laughs> I know some people that's going to be listening that are not black. And, hey, we invite this podcast is for everybody. Everybody. You heard me? But as people of color and due to the historical trauma that we have been through, it's really hard for us to set up boundaries. And especially with our family. Because if you tell your family no, you might be the black sheep. They might feel like you can't. I'm like, what? You saying no? Why? You know what I mean? So I really feel like, due to our historical trauma and the trauma that we've been through in our own family and the boundaries that we didn't see. Like, I believe, like my mother, you know, she taught us good touch, bad touch. Hey, should nobody be touching you here or doing this to you? They taught us boundaries like that, but they didn't necessarily teach us how to say no to other people, especially when we are feeling overwhelmed. Because as people of color, I feel like we feel overwhelmed more times than not, and we excuse it because it's just a normal feeling.
1: And that probably goes back to... uh as deep as slavery, when you have masters lording over you, you know, you don't say no to masters. Right. That's just a cultural norm. hmm And I think we have more power than we utilize, and the power is in our no. Right. I, I'm not going to do that. Um, this this past week, or maybe it's been about two weeks ago, a situation was um, presented to us. It wasn't a situation. It was maybe somebody would have seen it as an opportunity, but presented to us. And at first, I was like, I, I halted a little bit when asked. And then my husband was in the room while, you know, the acts was kind of going on. And then I was like, you know, let me discuss this with him and i call you back, you know. But he was like, why are you even playing around with that? No, you don't need to be doing nothing extra right now. You need to be concentrating on you. Because you know why? This is the biggest issue for me with boundaries. When you cross boundaries so much, you lose a lot of yourself. You start wandering into other people's uh, territory in their dreams, fulfilling uh, visions in their life, and then you totally lose all concept of who you are. And I am just now discovering, or beginning to discover, like, what am I supposed to be doing? Because I somehow, I'm led to believe that the only thing I am is a mother, A wife, a faithful churchgoer, a worker. But there's more to my life than that. But I've been working, fulfilling other people's dreams, other people's destiny, working hard to, to build for them that I haven't even thought about building for myself or pouring back into myself. I need to be developed too. I need to be nourished. I need to be fed. And so this season of my life, that's what I'm doing. I am pouring back to me, pouring back into me, and to do that, I have to start establishing some boundaries. Right. I have to learn what healthy boundaries look like, even with family.
0: Mm-hmm. And that's and that's hard. And even with what you just said, you know, it's okay to help people because I really and truly believe that God puts us in places so that we can learn so that we can be exposed to things, so that we can soak up knowledge. But there may come a time where you want to venture out and do something on your own, you know. So that's not necessarily a bad thing that you had to go through all those things to find this point. But you just know like, okay, this is not something I want to do long term. Hey, listen, I was helping you. During this season, getting your vision off the ground. And I really thank God for that opportunity because He allowed me to learn and see and understand some things. But now I just wanna, I wanna kinda branch out and do my own thing. You know, I feel it's like I'm. Like,
1: it's kinda like that uh, lead singer, background singer. Right. I think being a background singer in somebody else's life. Is a great learning tool. We're meant to serve other people.
0: We are, but in
1: serving, we learn so much. We get to see things that nobody else sees, Mm -hmm. and we get to have all these experiences that really teach us. But sometimes, at some point, we all have the opportunity to be the lead singer. Right. You see these background vocalists, like yeah, I was a background singer for Mariah Carey, Beyonce, whatever, and now I'm coming out with my own album. Right. Because I've been a background singer, now it's my chance, and now it's my shot, now it's my opportunity, and I want to do it. Right. And so, um, I've been the background singer for a long time, and some of you out there may be the background singer in a lot of other people's lives. But ask yourself:
0: Is it time for you to lead? Absolutely, and that's and that's a. That's a great thing to be in an apprenticeship, though, because a lot of people don't get that opportunity. Me and Veronica, we've had the ability to be in rooms.
1: Absolutely. To hear
0: conversations that a lot of people wouldn't get to hear. We know how stuff runs. We know what it takes to organize certain things me and veronica probably had more teaching in audio and video and technology this this past 10 years we have never took a class but we, we have, have hands-on <laughs> on experience. hands-on learning just i'm talking down. about real live experience like i have experience speaking in front of cameras speaking in front of people like just different opportunities god has blessed me with so don't take that time for granted and say, man, I've been wasting. No, you ain't been it's wasting. It's not wasted. No, no, no. God don't waste time. We we believe that we're wasting time. God said, listen, I'm going to use all of this here.
1: He uses everything. He
0: uses everything and say, hey, listen, you got what you need. You've you been in rooms. You see how this works. So you know what it takes. So you know if you want to do this, you know what it's going to cost because you've seen it already. So being in the background is definitely not a waste of time.
1: No. we Like you said, we've learned some incredible things, and we've got to witness some things firsthand and, and learn how to troubleshoot
0: mm-hmm. and
1: just really know how to count up the cost. I mean, we honestly know what it's like to, 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 to put in the hours and the work. And we've done that for a lot of people. We put in the hours and the work on somebody else's vision and somebody else's dreams. And we're still doing it. Absolutely. I mean, I don't think you ever stop um, serving someone else and stop because we all are kind of intertwined. When I make your vision happen and your dream happen, mine ultimately happens. So while serving you, I'm serving me. I believe that wholeheartedly. Um, But there there are seasons for everything. Mm -hmm. There are seasons in all of our lives, and you have to recognize the season that you are in. And I just believe for me, you know, one of those things that God is really teaching me is in this next season, if you don't have any boundaries established, you will not last.
0: Absolutely.
1: I'm not calling you to do everything in this next season. Not even for everybody. Mm-hmm. There are certain things I want you to focus on.
0: Mm-hmm. And you and, cannot focus on them if you don't have healthy boundaries. No, because not Because you if won't you, have the time. That's right. You won't have the time. You need time. (laughs) You need time. And for those people out there, we're not just talking about setting up healthy boundaries uh, with people like, you know, church members, family members, but in relationships. That's why a lot of relationships don't last, because we don't set up boundaries. Even in a marriage, you have to have healthy boundaries. What does
1: that look like in a
0: marriage? I mean, it can look like a lot of things. It, you know, first of all, it requires some honesty. Like, I think you, 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 can, you know me a little bit, don't you? A little bit. You know me a little bit. And so <laughs> I was thinking about what you was telling me this morning. Or maybe you was telling me this last night. You say, you know, Greg, I know you need your personal space. And you know what? That's something that I have struggled with. I have always struggled with telling people, like, hey, man, listen, I just need this time to myself. You know what I mean? Because because it sounds selfish to me. Yeah. It sounds like that. it sounds like I shouldn't look at it that way.
1: And you know what? We were taught that you marry, you don't get no space. You got family, you got kids, ain't no space. That's a lie. I mean, right. your life can't consist of, you know, I've said that. I, I'm sorry. I repent. Because your life can't consist of other people and you never have any time for yourself. Mm -hmm. Now, everybody's personal time looks different. looks different. Looks very different. But everybody need it. Everybody need it. I can't have you in my head, in my ear, in my face all the time. The only time you're not there is when I'm asleep. Mm -hmm. That's not personal time. Right. So, and I'm telling you from somebody who didn't get any, who wouldn't take, I won't say didn't get any, I wasn't taking any. Right. You know, um, in the mornings, I would spend about 30 minutes or so doing a devotional. And I really did like that time. You know, just... Usually it was in the bathroom. I'd just be in the bathroom. And I'd do my devotional. Um, And that's good time. But sometimes you might need a little bit more.
0: Right. And it's very important... That you voiced that with your partner, with your spouse, with your significant other, whoever that may be. And you have to be honest with them so they can understand. Because if I'm not honest with you, Veronica, you might just assume, you can assume anything. You don't know why I'm mad. You don't know why I'm annoyed. Frustrated, right? I said, Brock, I just need some time. I just need to go for a walk. I'll be back. I'll feel better, yada, yada, yada. It just requires being honest. And for a long time, I had a lot of trouble voicing that because I really felt like I didn't, I wasn't, what's the word I'm looking for? I didn't deserve it maybe or. Or that you were not entitled to it. Entitled to it, You That's were not right.
1: supposed to have it.
0: That's right. That
1: meant you were being selfish and self-serving and self-seeking. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you
0: just gotta be a little selfish. Right. And we and I and we understand this topic is not easy. Setting boundaries, especially when you haven't had any, it's gonna look a little it's gonna look a little wild at first because people are not gonna know how to take they're it. They're
1: not gonna understand it. They're not gonna
0: they're gonna be upset with you. They're gonna say, what? You you've been doing it. You we've been kicking it like this. You know we we've been. What's going on now? Nah, I need I need to set some boundaries up because if I keep going down this road, I'm gonna burn out. I'm gonna burn out of this relationship. I'm gonna leave this job. I'm gonna leave this church. I'm gonna leave this. Relationship, I'm like, gonna
1: lose my mind, right. I'm gonna leave it somewhere.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna leave Earth. You hear me? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna literally leave this place if I don't get some boundaries in my life. And I was even thinking about you know, relationships. You know, a lot of that be because the man or woman or whatever kind of relationship you in, you haven't set the right boundaries. You know, you get with somebody. And you know you, you, you're talking to them The first week And the next week you, you, You're you going to the house The next week you, you're moving in You know what I mean Like you just You're not setting healthy boundaries That's
1: it Healthy boundaries
0: And you wonder why All these relationships keep flaming out You can no longer be friends With this person It's because when you met them You didn't have healthy boundaries set up. You know how it is when you, what they used to call it back in the day before we stood, they they called it courting back in the day.
1: You know. Then it was going together. If y'all think about it now,
0: courting, that's out the window.
1: It just goes straight from I DM'd you to.
0: I'm coming over your house.
1: I'm coming to. We hooking up. It just
0: ain't, ain't none. Not just hooking up, but just you. You just got way too much access to me. And I just... I just... I met you at
1: a gas station two days ago.
0: Right. And now now
1: you driving my car. Now you you
0: over my house. Like, we we ain't even... We got to talk on the phone for
1: a little bit. I don't even know you. (laughs) Right. You know what I mean? I don't know you.
0: But... That, and you are, you're around my kids. You know, I don't even know you. Right. I, yeah, I just met you, and here you are. You asking me for money, you know, this, all this. Country. Listen, we have to learn how Woo! to set up healthy boundaries because. We had
1: that with a family member, That's Jesus.
0: the reason why, you know, stuff flame out. It flame out so quick. But it be because, especially with people of color, it be because, you know, the trauma that we've been through in our family. We set up trauma bonds with people we meet. You know, this person been through something, and you recognize, I've been through the same thing. And you form this bond out of trauma. That's already an unhealthy boundary. And because the two of you have had trauma in your life, you know, you may not necessarily know what a healthy boundary may look like. So both of you, you know, you're doing it all out of help. You know, because I want to help you get to where you need to be, and I want you to help me, but we assuming a lot of things, and we're not being honest, and we're talking, but we're not really talking. And the next thing you know, you're falling out with this person. And most of that be because the boundaries are just not established in the beginning.
1: You see that with... Uh people who are co-parenting
0: absolutely.
1: boundaries are not set in their co-parenting mm-hmm. and so that's why we get into all of these kind of fights and arguments and tangled over
0: that's the pill. reason why the court got to step in Yeah, because you have not stepped in and set a healthy boundary so the judge who don't even know your situation
1: y'all are in your business now in this court ordered and court mandate
0: and whatever they decide it's going to look unfair because they don't know you they don't know your situation So, hey, listen, I I got to come in and set a boundary. Because the two of you, obviously. Adults. Obviously. Can't do it. Can't do it. I obviously can't do it. And it's so easy to get caught up like that because I just believe a lot of us, you know, have just been subject to that. And so one of the things that, you know, we want to come out of this podcast is I don't want y'all to wait until you're experiencing burnout experiencing all these different symptoms in your body, you know, experiencing having to go to the doctor countless times, having to go to the emergency room for anxiety. If you feel like you're you're feeling overwhelmed, you really need to sit down and write out a list and find out, okay, I might have to cut this out.
1: I'm overextended.
0: I might have to tell this person, listen, I know I've been doing this for you. But this has got to come to an end. We have to come to an alternative. We got to figure out another solution. Can I be off these days? Do you have somebody else that knows how to do this? You really have to sit down.
1: And even, I'm going to say, even in your finances.
0: Absolutely. Your finances, will that will stress you.
1: Stress you, and because you don't have any boundaries there either. Absolutely. It may be to this point, if you're this person who... Spends everything that they make. If you're this person who cannot shop, who keeps shopping,
0: mm-hmm.
1: even though you know you got other obligations, right? You're not counting up the cost. You got kids, you got accidents kids. gonna happen. They gonna With need the shoes, they With gonna the need the clothes, S. they gonna need all of this. Man, come on. I can't be out here in Miami going to Miami this month. Or
0: not even, Miami. but next
1: month I'm asking my mama to pay my light bill.
0: Or not even Miami. I can't be going out to eat every day. That too. I I might have to cut this cable bill and get a five. Hey, scoop. how long do we go without? Come on, I might have. I, I might cut the cable again. I might listen. <laughs> listen, you got the the finances because listen, that will that's gonna stress you. That's gonna bring a whole lot of stress because we haven't been taught. And we think that we are do things and we are entitled to things because we work and we get a job and, and I'm grown.
1: All that I'm grown. I ain't going to work just to be going to work and then I don't get to buy nothing for me. I don't get to get my nails done. I don't get to get my hair done. I don't get to go out here and flex in this car, buy Listen. this car that I want or buy these shoes or bags that I want. Listen. I ain't going to judge nobody's lifestyle.
0: Mm-mm.
1: I ain't going to But I'm just going I'm going to say this. Some stuff don't make sense. Right. It don't make sense if uh you are you are making twenty five thirty thousand dollars 30000 a year. Okay. Cuz I already know how you know how much that that, that boils down to an uh, hour. Okay. It don't make no sense to do that and then to be out here saying I literally uh I can afford to be on on uh go to vacation every time I, I want to, I uh, I can go out to eat every time that I want to, I can uh uh spend hundreds of dollars. Y'all know how much it costs to get our hair done, get your hair done and your nails done. That ain't the way your budget set
0: up. Mm-mm.
1: Not unless you live in somewhere for free.
0: Right. Not unless you got some other things going on that we are not privy to, and we shouldn't be, because that's your business, you know. Whatever your business is.
1: I'm just going to say, if you don't have, usually, bound, not having boundaries is not just in one area of right. our life. It, it,
0: it, it it's spills Usually, over. it
1: spills over into many areas of our lives. Right. And we have to we have to practice that. There are limits to things that all of us can do. And just because you cannot do them now.
0: Don't mean you won't be able to do them later. Don't mean. And just stop looking at other people. That that's that's your problem. That's our problem, and so even with the boundaries, like the things we were doing, we was probably looking at other people and saying, "Hey, they do them. Why can't we do them? We single. We we ain't got no kid We can work like that too." But we come to find out that their lives.
1: But see, oh, that's are, good. Are that's good lives. right there. That's good. When I was single, unmarried. That's what I mean by single, unmarried, no right.
0: children. Right.
1: I had a lot more time on my hand mm-hmm. than someone who was married right. with children. Mm-hmm. You just do, and so the work schedule that I was keeping then, the amount of things that I was doing then, was understandable even. But when I got married and had kid, or had eight kids, you heard me. None and- of that really changed for me, and it should have. I should have modified. Um, all of these other activities, all these other things, all these other obligations, because now I have new obligations.
0: And not only that, you know, then our family needed us more. You know, know, our family members started getting sick, our, our mothers and, you know, things started happening. So it needed to be modified a little more. So to a lot of you who are listening, your life may look different than it did five years ago, shoot, a year ago. You may be in a different space. So what did you tell me that God told you everything is up for reevaluation? Everything is up for reevaluation. That's really the key. Like, everything is up for reevaluation. The way we have done things in the past cannot be the way we do things in the future. It just can't. And that's okay. And Yeah, and, and that's fine, you know. And people, you can't get so bent out of shape of how people aren't going to take it because at the end of the day if you felt like you've been good to people God knows that He knows your heart so it's really time for us to set some real boundaries in our life so we can have productive lives because me and Veronica we want to be around you hearing me we, we want to be around for a while so you know if you, if you listen to this you know we just want you to take From this podcast, this eavesdrop. It's just to learn how to say no and learn how to say, you know what? Maybe I've done that in the past, but I just can't do it now. My life is a little different.
1: That's right. And And it's okay. All of our lives change. And guess what? When you move out of that position, when you move out of that role, somebody else is going to move right on in. Right on in. That's how the cycle of life You are not the end all be all. Right. When you not there, this is my husband used to tell me all the time. He say, if you die. Today. Today. Yeah. Them people gon say she was a good worker.
0: Great worker.
1: They gon' cry tears. They gonna cry tears. Eat some
0: chicken. They go eat some chicken. And move on. Man, they gonna move on. I seen it. (laughs) <laughs> I watched it. You heard me. I, I, I seen this in live action. You know what I'm saying? They gonna say you're a great worker. They might even give your family a, a plaque A flower or something. Hey, listen, we loved her or him. He was he was the best. We go miss Jimmy. We gonna miss him. But they go get some food jar chicken. Uh, uh whatever kind of chicken you have, you, they go get some store chicken. They go eat it, they go cry a little bit, they go they go miss you. But you know what? They gonna move somebody else in your office Come on, man. It's going to continue to work. Somebody go have your place. You hear me? You ain't all that. (laughs) (laughs) You are not all that. You hear me? So stuff goes on. It just do. It It just do. do. It's going to move on without you. It's
1: going to move on. And it's okay. Let it move on. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you got to give other people the opportunity. And you can't. Other people can't get the opportunity as long as you're still there. Absolutely. There are things for everybody to learn, mm-hmm. and sometimes you are in your place in that position longer than you supposed to. Right. It's time for you to move on. In some instances, this ship has sailed. Yeah. Like literally.
0: Babe, <laughs> listen. It's over here. It's over. Listen.
1: But we have enjoyed. Right. Bringing y'all along for this first drop.
0: Thank y'all for tuning in to the this first 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 episode. Drop. First episode of Eavesdrop Podcast. uh, It's been a pleasure. Uh, we will talk to y'all soon. I
1: don't know when that'll be, but it, it's, hey, it, it's coming.
0: It's, it's coming, coming. It's coming. So thank y'all for listening. And we out of here, man. You heard me.
1: Until next time.
0: Until next time.